Today's daf is daf Kuf Aleph, page 101. We are towards the bottom of daf Kuf, and we're up to the last word on the third to last line of 100b, Aysam b'nei Adam. Okay? This is a new sugya, and like we explained last time, um, the next few daf are very short, and the sugyas actually pick up in not such um, perfect spots for dafyaimi. Okay? It's always perfect. But as far as dafyaimi, as far as starting a new sugya, a new idea, um, really, it would be smart of us to spend more time on Ahmed Aleph and a little bit on Ahmed Bey's. There's a mesve, there's a question towards the bottom of Ahmed Bey's. Not all the way down. So I think today we're going to stop a little earlier than the end of the daf and instead talk a lot about some fascinating inyanim of the daf. Tomorrow's daf is also very short and the sugya starts in the middle of Ahmed Bez. So I think today we should, um, we should start from where we're at. Aysam b'nei Adam towards the bottom of Kuf Ahmed Bez and then we're, we're going to hold it by Mesve on, uh, on Kuf Aleph Ahmed Bez which, enters a, uh, which is going to start a whole sugya. So we're not going to necessarily finish the entire daf. Okay, so here we go. A, a lot of uh, very, very gishmaka things. And please, like I said, there's a, it's a short daf. Feel free to discuss. Feel free to ask questions. We have a lot of time to uh, focus on the Rashis and the Rashbams and to get down to some very practical halachos. Okay? So here we go. Aysam b'nei Adam shekidshu those people who make Kiddush in Shul. Now in our Shul, here in St. Louis, in your city Shul, the minog was before COVID started to make Kiddush on Friday night. To make Kiddush in Shul. Okay? So there are those who have a minog to make Kiddush in Shul. Here's the problem. What's Kiddush? What is Kiddush? You tell me, what's Kiddush? What, what does Kiddush do? do you, 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 are, we're familiar with the concept called Kiddush B'makam Su'uda. There's a halacha. For a Kiddush to be valid, you need a Su'uda. You need a meal. So if you're making Kiddush in Shul, where's the meal? What are you eating? And here's another, what I'll call a clair, that comes up very interesting from the Vilna Gain. Okay? And this is not, actually, it's not really so pushing. It's not so clear. But listen to this. When we say there's a halacha that you need Kiddush b'makom se'uda, does that mean that the Kiddush needs a se'uda in order for the Kiddush to be valid? Or does the Sa'uda need a Kiddush? To be called the Sa'uda. And I'll prove to you that there's place to say that. That the meal needs a Kiddush. Because remember yesterday, in middle of this daf that we're on right now, daf kuf, we discussed that what do you do if you're in the middle of a Sa'uda and Shabbos is starting? What do you do? Cover the table and make Kiddush. I don't understand. 
it's because the Kiddush, it's because the Seuda needs to have a Kiddush to be established as a Shabbos. So when we say you need Kiddush, is that that the Seuda needs a Kiddush, or a Kiddush needs a Seuda? Okay? And we're not going to give a clear answer to that right now. But right now, let's assume, just to keep it simple, that for a Kiddush to be valid, you need to have a meal. Okay. Now, in addition to that, there's another halach. Besides for Kiddush B'makam Suda, one second. We know that if somebody makes Kiddush, do you have to drink the Kiddush to be Yotze? No. And we're going to learn that halacha today in the Rashbam. That in order to be Yotze Kiddush, you don't have to actually drink you have to hear somebody make Kiddush, and they have you in mind. That suffices. But there is a mitzvah to drink the wine as well. You don't have to. There's a mitzvah to. Okay? So, these people who make Kiddush in the Beisach Nesses, if you don't mind, let's quickly look at the Rashbam. He gives us a quick one-line Rashbam. This is about uh, 15 lines towards the bottom in bold. You'll see the word Shekidshu Beisach Nesses. These people make Kiddush in Shul, says the Rashbam. Who Kiddush and Mekadeh Shliach Sibor? This is talking about the Kiddush that the Chazim, the Shliach Sibor, makes in Shul. Belele Shabbosos on Friday night. The Yomim Taiva Bebeis HaKnesses. Okay? So we're referring to that Kiddush. So let's get into the discussion over here. Omar Rav. Rav says, what's the status of Kiddush on Friday night in Shul? What is that? What's going on? Omar Rav. Rav says... You don't fulfill your mitzvah of drinking wine. And if you want to drink wine, you're going to have to make another Kiddush at home. But you have fulfilled your mitzvah of Kiddush. And this is where the halacha kicks in. This is the next Rashbam on the Amud. We'll just say it outside. The Rashbam says this is where the halacha is that you see from here. Lafishi Tasrav. You can be Yotze Kiddush and not drink. And that's why you can listen to somebody make Kiddush and not drink because of what we just said. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel argues. And Shmuel says no. Top of today's daf. Af yidei Kiddush la Yotze. Kiddush in Shul is garnished mit garnished. You didn't hear Kiddush. Of course you need to drink wine at home. Kiddush in Shul on Friday night. And the Chazan says... Uh, you know, Yiskadlov Yiskadash walks over to the cup of wine, says, makes Kiddush, says Shmuel, that was nothing. Everybody standing in Shul listening and going home afterwards was not Yaitse Kiddush, was not Yaitse wine. Very interesting. Now, int- notice. Shmuel doesn't say don't make Kiddush and Shul. The question is, what's the status of Kiddush? Well, Shmuel says, oh, you make Kiddush and Shul. But by the way, you're not Yitzhak Kiddush, you're not Yitzhak wine. So what should be nagging at our brains right now is, according to you, Shmuel, why don't you just say don't make Kiddush? All right. But Machlech is Rav and Shmuel. Rav says you get your mitzvah of Kiddush. Shmuel says you don't get your mitzvah of Kiddush from listening to Chazim and Shul. Correct the Gemara, two basic questions. Okay. According to Rav, 
that says you got your mitzvah of Kiddush and Shul. According to you, Rav, if you fulfilled your mitzvah in Shul, why when we go home after Shul, do people make Kiddush at their Shabbos table? I got my mitzvah of Kiddush. Yeah, I didn't drink the wine. Beseder. No, I didn't drink the wine. But shouldn't I be icing my mitzvah at home? I want to point something out, by the way. If Rav holds that I get my mitzvah of Kiddush and Shul, he must also hold you don't need Kiddush but Makam Suda. Because no one serves Chalant on Friday night in Shul. And he still say, or, or uh, Kugel, or cake, and Rav still says you fulfilled your mitzvah of Kiddush. Okay? Notice that. But we have a question on Rav. Why are we making Kiddush again at home? Answers the Gemara. Rav says, I'll tell you very simply, practical. Because very often, there's other people in the household. So if my sister wasn't in shul, or my friend wasn't in shul, or my spouse, or my kids, so you're allowed to go home and make Kiddush for them, which teaches us another very interesting halacha in Kiddush. Keep noticing, it must be, you're allowed to make Kiddush as many times as you want. That's another thing we need to pick up from this. If I'm la- if I fulfilled my mitzvah of Kiddush and Shul, and then I come home, I can make Kiddush again. You see from here, a person's allowed to make Kiddush over and over. Okay? Fine. So Rob said, I get my mitzvah with Kiddush and Shul, but I do it again in case that I'm having guests at my house. Okay. Now Shmuel had said, Kiddush and Shul... You did not get your mitzvah. You didn't get your wine. You did nothing. So ask the Gemara, so why are you making Kiddush and Shul? According to you, Shmuel, who says it's nothing, and maybe it's because Shmuel holds you need Kiddush, Bakam Suda. Okay? But Ule Shmuel, according to you, Shmuel, that the Kiddush and Shul has no point. Why are you making Kiddush and Shul? And for the Gemara, very, very important answer. Because every community is obligated to have a structured setup for guests. And since you may have guests passing through communities that don't have places to eat, they're going to eat in shul. And now there's a fascinating Taisvis who says that first of all, you're not allowed to eat in the shul. It's a halachal of maisa. It's forbidden to eat in the shul. You are permitted to eat in a base medrash because it's called a beira bonan. It's a house of the rabbis. That's why you're allowed to eat in a base medrash. You're not allowed to eat in a shul unless it's made conditionally also to be a social hall or a, a place for people to eat. But even then, it's not so simple. A room that's set to be a shul is forbidden to eat and drink. The Tysus ends up uh, uh, explaining over here that... Uh, that uh, it must be we're dealing with a side room where they're eating, and that leads to another fascinating discussion. All the halachas of Kiddush are in this Gemara. It's so gishmak. That leads to another fascinating discussion, which is, if I, it's Kiddush Makam Suda. If I make Kiddush in one room in the actual shul, but the Kiddush is being served next door in the social hall, where the Archim are eating, is that called Kiddush B'Makam Suda? According to Taisus' explanation, it seems it is. 
because the kiddush being made here and they're eating. Okay, according to Shmuel, why are you making kiddush in Shul? Says the Gemara, because of archim, because of guests. The achlu v'shasu v'ganu They eat, they drink, they sleep in the Beis Hakneses, and Shmuel says that this is the only people who stay in Shul and eat fulfill their mitzvah with Kiddush. And Shmuel says, he's consistent. He says, I'll tell you why. Everybody who's going home and not eating there did not fulfill their mitzvah of Kiddush. Because ain't Kiddush Ella b'makam se'uda. Because Kiddush is only valid b'makam se'uda. So if you're not eating in Shul, this Kiddush did absolutely nothing for you. Period. All right? Now, the question begs to be asked. Nowadays, in our shul, there's no guests who don't have meals. So what's pshat? Why, we, why, why a lot of shuls have a minog to say kiddush? What's the reason for that? The Shulchan Aruch writes, actually, that the, he writes it like this. He says, "There's a." He says, "Those shuls that have a minug to recite kiddush should make sure that because of this problem, the chazin makes the kiddush, and a katan should drink it, because the chazin really is not getting his mitzvah of kiddush here." The Ramah says, "If there's no katan, let's say there's no kid in shul." then the chazin should drink an extra revius. Why? So this is a very interesting halacha. When we say you need kiddush b'makam se'uda, I love like shtelen, this is great. I love having time. When we say there's kiddush b'makam se'uda, what is a se'uda? So a se'uda, according to the gra, is to actually wash. We paskin, and we're going to learn this later on in the parak as well. It could be a mezainus. could even be fruit. It can also be a revius of wine. Okay, very important to know this. Halacha l'maisa. Halacha l'maisa. It's practical halacha. If you're ever at a kiddush and there's, there's no food there that you can eat, and you want to be yotze kiddush, if you drink an extra revius of grape juice and wine, it's now considered Kiddush B'makam Suda. You can make, wine can be your Suda. Therefore, the halacha is, if a chazan is making Kiddush and Shul, and there's no child there to drink it, you're going to drink it, but you're not allowed to drink it unless it's Kiddush, and the Kiddush is invalid unless it's a Suda, says Ram, I'll tell you what to do. Drink the amount that you need for Kiddush, and then drink an additional revius, you just made Kiddush B'makam Suda. That's the, that's the advice, uh, the practical advice of the Rambam. Okay? Fine. So we have Machoikas between Rav and Shmuel. Rav says, uh, by the way, add, add one more Nakuda to this. Um, Rebavadi Yosef, Rebavadi Yosef, Zechariah Lebracha, Chacham he writes that nowadays in shul, that was our question, why taka are we doing it? 
everybody's got meals. He says something very interesting. He says that the only reason why we make Kiddush and Shul is because since throughout the generations, this is how it was. Listen to this. Kiddush has become part and parcel of the Seder Hatfilah. Like Shema, Aleinu, and everything else. Rabbi Vadi Yosef writes that the, re- the shuls that have the minik to say it, they're no longer making Kiddush for Kiddush. They're making Kiddush because that's how the sitter was structured, and that's how it's been for Dairis, so you just keep doing it. But the, the, the Paiskim all write, by the way, that if you don't have a shul with the minig of Kiddush, you shouldn't start the minig. There's no reason to start making Kiddush if that hasn't been, if it hasn't been the minig HaMakam. Okay? Only if it's been the minig of that place. So then, okay, it's already part of the Seder HaTfilah, so that's why we're doing it. But a person shouldn't just start making Kiddush it's a very interesting uh, a take from, from Chacham Ovadi. Okay, be it as it may, we have the Machlaikas Rav and Shmuel. Again, Rav is of the opinion that Rav is of the opinion that you do not need Kiddush B'makam Suda. You could fulfill Kiddush by listening in Shul and then just go home. And Shmuel says, no, you need Kiddush B'makam Suda. All right, here we go. Savarmina. So the Talmidim of Shmuel thought, this that Shmuel holds, that you need Kiddush Makam Suda, means you're not allowed to hear Kiddush in one home and then move to another home. That's not called Kiddush Makam Suda. You haven't been Yotzei. But maybe Shmuel will agree that in one house, even if you make Kiddush in one room and you move it to another room, then you would be Yotzei Kiddush. That's what his Talmidim thought. When I make Kiddush in Shul and then I go home, that's when I'm not Yaitse. But if I hear kid, if I if I make Kiddush in my kitchen and then I eat the Suda downstairs, that's okay. It's still called Kiddush Makusud. That's what they thought. Amar the Huravana Bar Tachlifa, Rabbi Bar Tachlifa said to the Talmidim Shmuel, he says to them, Zimnin Sagi and Akimak made I want to tell you that many times I had a Suda with your Rebbe Shmuel, the Nachas Meigrul Arab Hadar Makadish. And if he ever went from the igra, from the roof, down to the main floor, he would make Kiddush again. Okay? So you see that even on the same house, when he'd move from one floor to another floor, he would make Kiddush. You see that Kiddush b'makam suda is, uh, what's called makam suda? When at least it's on the same level. Now there's a whole, a whole you know, a whole uh, three-way machoikas as to how close it has to be. Does it have to be within eyesight? Does mamash have to be the same room? Okay, but Lamaisi, you see from here that a chudge has to be on the same level. Okay, it has to be on the same level, and certainly if it's gonna, if you're not gonna be able to see each other and you're on a different level, that's not called uh, that's not called the makam suda. Okay, the offer of Huna Savar in Kiddush and Makam Suda, Rav Huna agrees with Shmuel, and he says that you need Kiddush the Makam Suda. The Rav Huna Kiddush Shraga. One time, Rav Huna made Kiddush, and his Shraga, his his uh, torch. Uh, uh, went out. He lost his fire, so he had to move. He couldn't see his food. He's got to move. So he brought his suda over to uh, Rabba Bere, his son. They had light. 
the Kaddish Vatamidi, and he made Kiddush Nachama. He made Kiddush again, and he ate Alma Kasavar in Kiddush Makmasuda. If he made Kiddush again, again, what, what happened with Ravuna? He made Kiddush, his light went out, so he went to his son's house, made Kiddush, and ate. If you don't eat Kiddush Makmasuda, why are you making Kiddush again? Since he repeated Kiddush, it must be Ravuna Grizeshmul that, that uh, he wasn't Yotze his first Kiddush, because he didn't have a chance to eat in that house. Okay. Rav also agrees with, with Chitashmo, which by the way, we know this is the halach. This is the halach. Okay, we paskin. You need Kiddush Bamakam Suda. Okay? Rav also agrees that you need Kiddush Makam Suda, the Amar Abaye, because Abaye tells us, when I learned by my Rebbe, when I learned by Rabbi, and he would make Kiddush, Amar Lan, he would say to us, make sure to eat something. Why would he say eat something? What are you saying that for? Must be, you need to eat to fulfill Kiddush Doma because it's as lisu ushpiza when you get back to your host. Miss Akra the Shraga, you will not have any fire over there. And you won't end up having Kiddush in the place that you ate. And you can't say, oh, don't worry, I already heard Kiddush. If you don't eat now, then the Kiddush here is not going to work for you to aim Kiddush El Makam Suda because only, you can only have Kiddush Bemakam Suda. And just to point out, by the way, this until recently, even in America, I mean, Rabiel, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you remember, right? I mean, people would come to Shul on Friday night. They didn't always have meals. They didn't always have meals. It's a It's a new thing that there's so much Ravka, so much thing. Certainly when, bo- when boys were learning in Europe and they would go off to yeshivas, they did, they'd come to the shul. They didn't have a suda. In New York, on the east side, in all these places, these people were attracted. They didn't have places. There they were hope somebody would come and invite them. But people showed up to shul, you know, hoping that somebody was making a kiddush and they'd have something to eat. <laughs> they, they mamish relied on this. You know, it, 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 it's, I, I think it's a chiddush that that we don't have this at, so practical anymore in our shuls it, uh, until recently, mamish in the last couple decades, the last few decades, this is the way it was. People came to shul and they they, they would hope that there'll be some sort of michael there, there'd be some some you know some deed. Okay, says the Gemara. Ini, is it taka true that Rav holds you need kiddush b'makom suda? From Rabbi, but Rabbi says, "Call me the demar Rabba always paskin like Rav. Now Rav argued on Shmuel. Rav holds you don't need Kiddush Makam Suda. And we're saying that Rabba, we just tried saying Rabba agrees with Shmuel. Frek Gemara. But Rabba always followed Rav. Levar mehani tlas dab the Shmuel, except there's three particular halachas where he followed Shmuel. Matir bebeged lebeged. He held you allowed to change tzitzis from one beged to another. Madlikam iner lener. You could, you could uh, take a Neir Hanukkah and light another Neir Hanukkah instead of using a Shamish. We also follow the Allah like Rav Shimon, that if you're allowed to drag a bench on Shabbos, you're allowed to drag these things on Shabbos, even though, um, even though there's a chance that you're going to end up turning over dirt that's going to be like plowing. As long, you don't have a, as long as you don't make a heart. The bottom line here is, Rabbah only argues on Rav in those three halachas. Kiddush b'makam suda is not one of those three. So Rabbah must agree with Rav. 
So we have a contradiction. We just proved that Rabba would say to his students, make sure, Kiddush Mark, you go back, the land might go out. One second, Rabba, why are you concerned? You don't paskin like Shmuel anyway. You paskin like Rav, that you don't eat Kiddush Mark Masuda. And for the Gemara, Kechumrei de Rav Havi Ovid, Rabba only followed Rav whenever Rav was more machmir than Shmuel. Kekuli de Rav Havi But if Shmuel was ever machmir on Rav, he followed the Chumrei Shmuel. Shmuel's the one being machmir here. Shmuel's the one saying, your Kiddush is not valid unless you eat a Suda. So over here, Shmuel's being strict. So it's not a vart. We thought, here, here's, here's the Shakla Vitaria. Here's the back and forth. The question is, Rab always paskins like Rab. Rab held, you don't need Gizmakam Suda. So how can Rab say you need Gizmakam Suda? Answer the Gemara. Rab does not always paskin like Rab. No. You misunderstand. Rab paskins like Rab whenever Rab is Machmir. Not always like Rab. If Rab's Machmir, Rab will follow him. This case happens to be Shmuel's Machmir. So Rab is going to follow Shmuel. Rabbi Echinam says, Here's a very interesting third opinion. We had a machoik as Rav and Shmuel. Rav says, for, from Kiddush and Shul, I got my Kiddush, I didn't get my mitzvah of wine, because I didn't taste the wine. I didn't get my mitzvah of drinking from the kais. Shmuel says, you don't get your mitzvah of Kiddush, you don't get your mitzvah of wine. Comes along Rabbi Echinam and says, when you listen to Kiddush and Shul, and the chazan drinks the wine, not only did you get your mitzvah of Kiddush, you even got your mitzvah of Yayin. Rabbi Yechonam, Rafideh, Yayin, Nami Yotz. It is. Rabbi Yechonam says that when somebody hears Kiddush and Shul, they have fulfilled their mitzvah of drinking wine. They fulfilled, they fulfilled their mitzvah of drinking wine on Friday night when they hear Kiddush in Shul. Okay? That's right. When you drink your wine at home, it's like you're drinking wine from the Kiddush. Okay? Why? What's going on? Correct. You don't need to make Kiddush at home and the wine that you're drinking at home fulfills your mitzvah of Yayin. Right. And then I drink my wine. Let's say I hear by Kiddush and Shul, I go home and then I drink my wine. According to Rav, you didn't drink wine of Kiddush. Says Rabbi Yechanan, when you go back home and you start your suit and you drink wine, that is considered wine of Kiddush. Even though Kiddush was made in Shul, when I drink wine at my Shabbos table now, I fulfilled my mitzvah of drinking Kiddush wine. How so? Rabbi Yechanan is consistent with his own reasoning. Let's, let's explain this. If somebody changes the wine, I, I've, I make a bari piragafan on a cup. And before I have a chance to drink, somebody brings over a different wine. And I drink from that other wine. Okay? Top of Amad Beis. 
Or, if I have a Shinu Makam, this is something we're more familiar with in Hilchas Brachas. Right? I'm in one place, then I move to another place. Ein Tzarech Levarech. I do not need to make a new bracha because the second wine is considered like the first wine, even though it's a different room. It's a different place. If I made a agafen and I drink a different wine that wasn't here before, I mamish still got my mitzvah. Nesvei. They said, well, what are you talking about? Hold on, hold on. When you go from one place to another place, I make a bracha shahakal niyabed vurei. And I'm drinking the tea. All right? So I'm drinking the tea in one room. And then I, uh, I get in my car and I head out to shul. So now I'm sitting in shul with the tea. Okay? So I got to make a new bracha. Tzarech Levarech. You're in a new place. It's a new, it's a new sit down. Shino yayin. But if you change the wine, you're in the same place. But it's a different type of wine that I had in front of me at the time of the bracha. So, you don't need to make a new bracha because it's the same. This is a upslog on Rabbi Eichanan because Rabbi Eichanan holds you don't need to make a new bracha. Rabbi Eichanan's opinion obviously is wrong. And we're, that's the end of that three-way machlaikas. Again, we had a sheet of Rav, Shmuel, and Rabbi Eichanan. Rav might be correct. Shmuel might be correct. Rabbi Yechanan's opinion was just blown out of the water. He's certainly incorrect, period. Now, the Gemara is going to start a... The Gemara is going to use this last discussion as a segue into general Hilchas Brachas. General laws of Brachas. And that is this idea of Shinoi Mako. Yeah. So here we go. General halachas of Shinoi Makam. Yosef Ravidi Barovin, Kameidra Ravchista. Ravidi Barovin was sitting in front of Ravchista. The Yosef Ravchista. And Ravchista was sitting there and giving shir. And he was giving shir in the name of Ravhuna. This that we say when you move from your house to Shul, from your house to your neighbor's house. You got to make a new bracha. This is true when only when you go from one home to another home, one edifice to another edifice. However, but says Rav Chista in the name of Rav Huna, if you only move from one place inside your house to another place inside your house, you're not going to need a brand new bracha. Okay? That's not considered shinoi mako. Omar le Ravidi Baravin. Ravidi Baravin said to Rav Chista, quoting Ravuna. Again, he was sitting, Ravidi Baravin was sitting in front of Rav Chista while he gave shir. So he says to Rav Chista giving shir. This is what they taught in the Brisa in the yeshiva of Rav Hinak. Some say that it was uh, it was in the brisa of Rav Hinak, that the halacha is like you. Okay, meaning shinoi makkah means you mamish go from one edifice to another edifice. If you go from one place in within an edifice to another, you don't need a new brach. 
fellow Rav Huna Mastisa Kamashmalan. But says the Gemara, well, if Rav Hinak is quoting a Brisa supporting Rav Chista, why is Rav Chista quoting Rav Huna to have said a halacha when really there was a previous Brisa that taught me that very same halacha? Okay? It's like, uh, you know, sometimes we do this because we're not familiar, but like the classic joke is you hear, you hear, uh, you hear the words, Ben bag bag oimer hafachba hafachba dekulaba. Yeah? So there's a niggin. Ben bag bag, ben bag bag oimer. I forget who sings it. Maybe Yaakov Shweki. I think Yaakov Shweki sings it. Right? So to a lot of people, Ben bag bag oimer, they say, oh, it's a Yaakov Shweki song. It's a Mishnah and Perkei Right? You're quoting Yaakov Shweki. It's a quote from Mishnah and Perkei Right? It's from Dairis before him. But that's how you heard it. You quote it the way you hear it. Right? A lot of singers make some famous brises, some Mishnah is famous, right? So the Gemara's kasha is, if Rav Chista is quoting Rav Huna to tell me a halacha, that from one place to another place is not a shinoi makam, and the brisa tells me the same thing, Rav Chista should just quote a brisa. And for the Gemara, you're right. Rav Huna must be Shmi'aleh. He, he never heard of that brisa. That's why he was quoting... I'm sorry, that's why Rav Chista was quoting Rav Huna, because Rav Huna himself... Didn't know that it was a price he's quoting himself. Okay. Vesu, and furthermore, Yosef Rav Chista, Rav Chista quoted Rav Huna, and then Rav Chista was quoting his own halacha. And he said as follows. Okay? He said as follows. Amrit. This that we said, and if you change your place, you need to make a new bracha. This is only true that you need to make a new bracha. Very interesting. Okay? When you don't need to go back to the place to make a bracha achrayna where the food was eaten. But when dealing with food, if the person ate something, where the bracha achrayna would obligate me to go back to my original place, ain't tzorach levarich, you don't need to make a second bracha. My time, oh why not? Lekiva kama hadar. Because you're going back to the same place. I want to explain this halacha of Rav Chista. Let's quickly look in the Rashbam, four lines before it gets really wide. Towards the bottom of the Amud, on Kuf Aleph Amud Beis, in the Rashbam, there's a Rashbam, the Dibra Maskel, the bold words are, Lekiva Kama Hadar. We're always going back to our original place, okay? That's like by the middle wide lines, the fourth to last line. Zok the Rashbam, he explains what this means. Kalaymar. Says the Rashbam, meaning to say, Aldas Seuda Rishayna Hu Eichel Achshav. In the new place, he's eating with the das of the first place, l'sayim se'udasai, to finish his meal, period. Let's explain the Rashbam. Very interesting. Are we familiar with a sport called tetherball? Tetherball. You have a pole. There's like a volleyball attached to a string. 
right? One side of the string is attached to like a volleyball type of thing. The other side is attached to the top of the pole. And you stand on either side and you have to whack the ball around. One guy's hitting it this way, you're hitting it back that way, a gansamaisa. Right? You're going in all directions. I'm going this way. Tether ball, that ball does not leave the pole. No matter if you whack it to the left, to the right, the the, the kunz is, it's always connected to the pole. So it's going this and it's going that way. So that's a kind. Here's what the Gemara is saying. It's very simple. If I start my suuda in one makom, and it's a type of food, I washed. I washed. It's the type of food that obligates me to go back to that place to make a bracha achreinu. Now, when I go, I start my meal in, at home. I go to shul. Am I obligated to go back home to bench? Yeah. That means any food that I eat in shul is part of my first meal. I don't make a new bracha, says Reb Meaning, major chiddush. Until now, we're saying, oh, shinamakim, you go to a new building, you got, you got to make a new bracha, make a new bracha. Says Reb but there's an exception. I'll tell you the exception. If the food that I ate, the first location, halacha would obligate me to go back to that location to bench, that means that even after I left, I never left. Because I always have to go back. And Mimela, since I always have to go back, my first suda never ended. Mimela, that makes it that the second place is connected, it's tethered to the original place anyway. It's connected to the original place anyway. And I won't be obligated in a new bracha. That is, Rav Chisa says, he says, because the second place is Aldas the first place. That's his opinion. Last step for today, Rav Sheshas argues. For Rav Sheshas, Omar Rav Sheshas argues, Rav Sheshas says like this. Whether it's you ate something that obligates you to go back to your original place for benching, or whether it's something that does not obligate you to go back to your original place for benching, Either way, you're going to have to make, it's considered a shino makam, and you're going to have to make a no bracha. That's the machlekes of chis and of sheishas. We're up to mesve. We're not yet finished the daf, but this is a very gishmaka place to pause because we're going to focus in on this machlekes tomorrow. There's going to be discussion of uh, tomorrow's daf, and Bezashem will pick up from, uh, from mesve tomorrow evening.